Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History bottle. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Sunday Scariest Pod Super Bowl Edition, brought to you by Bet Online. I'm your co-host Cody Darwick, joined at in Chicago by my brother Tyler Darwick. Tyler, we're still uh, very much picking up the pieces here. Yeah, this is definitely the toughest podcast we've had to do. I I couldn't even talk last night. Um, I'm just devastated. Yeah, I thought maybe doing this today. Maybe you'd be a little bit better than doing it last night. I think both of us just sat on the couch for, I don't know, felt like hours was probably 35 to 40 minutes in in real time, just sitting, kind of staring off into the abyss. Um, But having a full day here to have this uh, set in even more, um, on my way back into the city today, I did do myself uh, the disservice of watching 
a YouTube clip watching Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G's press conference. And, um, yeah, this, this is the lowest, the lowest point of, uh, being 49er fans. I don't know why, I don't know why we care this much about this team. Um, here we are. All they, all they've done is, is ripped our hearts out year after year in different ways. But I think, uh, it's safe to say this, this was certainly the worst here. Um, we were, we didn't talk about it on full slate, how confident we were, but we were, <laughs> we were confident. All, all they do is toy with us. Um, they've been good for four years of my life and every year they've ripped my heart out every other year. They've been terrible. Like, I wonder, would it be better to be like a Lions fan or a Browns fan just so there's no hope ever, so you never get into these moments? I don't know. I I legitimately, like I joke about it, but and I tweeted it today at one of our dad's friends, but I was being kind of serious, like just getting into painting, maybe become a sommelier, just something that is low stress, that is enjoyable, something fun that doesn't cause me this hurt. It would just be better than giving a shit about this team. And I tweeted last night, I'm dead inside. And I got a lot of, a decent amount of likes from my Twitter. So I don't even know what that means if people are happy or they're just, <laughs> they're, they understand where I'm coming from. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm dead. And then on the plane ride back today, I watched the movie Good Boys. It was pretty funny. But even that had me emotional and thinking of the 49er game because at the end, you know, they're best friends to start the movie and then they kind of drift apart. Just made yeah. me sad. Yeah. I also did myself the disservice of looking at that unrestricted free agents for this upcoming offseason. Um, yeah. So that hits on the good boys point. Um, yeah. We were we were pretty confident. We we put some uh, bets in on the 49ers, a lot of their props and. I don't know how do, how do you want to take this, Tyler? We didn't really uh, do too much of a game plan. I think anyone that's ever listened to a Sunday Scariest pod knows exactly what Sunday Scariest moment was, um, and is, and and will be for quite a bit here. But um, let's 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 take it from the top. So let me let me bring up one point quickly. Uh, building off Sunday Scariest moment, like I said last night, neither of us could like really talk um just lying on the couch for and you said you watched it i i can't watch anything i can't go on espn fox sports i'm blacking out for like a week or maybe even two weeks um but for like shanahan garoppolo i don't know who else they interviewed you know kim newton got a lot of crap a few years ago after they lost the super bowl and he was kind of quiet to the media in short I don't understand how anyone isn't like that. So I completely understand. So for like Shanahan, Garoppolo, other players after losing such a devastating game, working all season, the ultimate game and losing, especially in this fashion, to be able to get up in front of the media and be respectful and give full answers is pretty incredible. So that's my Sunday scariest moment because I cannot imagine being like that and completely understand how Cam Newton and other guys in the past have just been short because it's, it's such a devastating blow. Yeah, they both handled it uh, pretty well, I would say, all in all. Especially Kyle Shanahan, um, given he's going to be the target of a lot of uh, some conversations here that we'll get into. But, I mean, he, he looked pretty put together. Bosa was crying on the sideline. Debo. Uh, did you cry last night, Tyler? 
Uh, I'd probably had some tears and just utter shock. Seeing Debo cry on the sideline broke my heart. He's my he's been my guy since I drafted him, and he had such a great game. Seeing that hurt, and Kendrick Bourne was tearing up, and the guy I really feel bad for is Joe Staley. Mm-hmm. He's been through the absolute ringer with this team. His first few years, they were terrible, and then he was here for the Harbaugh years. They came so close so many times, and then after that, went back into the abyss, and this year, how much success they've had and how many injuries he dealt with, and even in the game last night, they said he's dealing with an injury on and off, and it was great announcing by Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, not to mention until like the end of the game that that happened, but yeah, that's the guy who I... What? Only the starting left tackle. Mm-hmm. That's the guy I really heard for because he's been through the absolute ringer with this team. Only team in his career. He wants to retire 49er. And to come that close again for him and lose, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so at the start here, we first off, Demi Lovato ripped off an all-time under on the national anthem to start. A minute, 41 seconds, way under. I think closed at a minute, 56. We took tails. That was a great start. Uh, Your new touchback opening kickoff, another winner. Um, We were firing on all cylinders out of the gate, really. Um, uh, So, essentially, 49ers get get a nice uh, stop on the first drive with the Chiefs. Drive down the field, kick a nice little field goal. Chiefs drive down the field, um, put together a touchdown drive. Um, Mahomes punches it in, which you sprinkled a little on. I had under one and a half for the shortest touchdown, so that hit there. Um, And then I think the second quarter, Tyler, is really where things picked up here. Um, Let me just pull up the scoring play-by-play because when your team's in it, you kind of black out through certain pieces here. So the Chiefs scored. They went up 10-3. And then uh, my boy Kyle Juszczyk from Jimmy G, uh, they they tied this up 10-10. Now, Tyler, I bet on Juszczyk for first touchdown on the pot. I gave out, I think, any time touchdown that wasn't listed. Um the place we bet, but was listed bet online and other other ways to get your action in. Um, so I hope I hope some listeners uh, actually took took heeded my advice um, since I did not. They tied up at ten, and this is really at the point where um, things get interesting. As a 49er fan, uh, Jimmy G looked really solid on that drive. Put together, uh, they got the run game going. It seemed like he was getting some confidence um, together. They were able to stop uh, Mahomes on the next drive in the Chiefs. They basically had a reverse play that got blown up in the backfield. Uh, Bosa was getting pressure. Um, and they stopped the Chiefs with uh, about a minute 50, I believe, um, left in the first half. Three timeouts left, and Shannon lets the clock run down. Um, Tyler, at this point, I was quick to, quick to yell, what are we doing? Call a timeout. Um, and I, and I think this is the beginning of where things turned, where I know they're up 10 in the third quarter. However, Shanahan, you, 
you have all the momentum in the sense that you just put together your best drive of the game. You stop Patrick Mahomes. You're feeling great. I understand the point after the game. He said, uh, they had three timeouts left. I wanted to keep Mahomes on the sideline at 10, 10, like up until this point, this quote. Okay. I get it. But he said at 10, 10, I'm feeling pretty good. No, you're not feeling pretty good. It's a Super Bowl. The way this Chiefs offense has been playing, we spoke about it on the Pick'em Pod. Mahomes coming into this game, 13 touchdowns in postseason. Like, the guy's been absolutely out of control. At some point, this 49ers defense is going to give up some points. So, you're going to have to you're going to have to score um and be aggressive and you know what Tyler absolute worst case Jimmy G throws a pick six. He got his he got his really bad interception out of the way. Luckily it wasn't an it wasn't a touchdown. Um worst case then the half Jimmy G throws a pick six. You're down 7 going into the half. Just sitting on the ball Tyler in my opinion um I don't know. I just think it sends the wrong message to the team and is something that is going to keep me awake for a while, I think. Yeah, I mean, I get his point. The defense had played a lot at that point, but I think you have to call the timeout, and they were coming off their best drive. They were moving the ball pretty easily on the Chiefs, and Shanahan is such a good offensive coach. I think he's able to get a lot of easy completions for Garoppolo or you know, the reverses were killing them with Debo. So you call a timeout there and you have like a minute 32 timeouts. You could call like conservative type plays. And if they pop, then you get into more aggressive mindset. It didn't have to be. You run the clock down to 19 seconds and then they throw a pass on third down to Jeff Wilson. And if that's incomplete, the Chiefs get the ball back and there wouldn't have been a lot of time. But it just didn't make sense in the sequence that it was going. Then they get the long play. They get to midfield. Garoppolo makes a great pass to Kittle. Garbage call on pass interference. I don't know if you saw this, the comparison of that compared to the Kyle Rudolph Rudolph, play. That was not called. That was more egregious. Um, I don't know how that gets called in the Super Bowl. But the 49ers put themselves in a box where that call kills them because there's only six seconds left. And if they had managed a clock differently, one, they're probably not in a, a position where they have to take a shot like that. And two, even if it does happen and there's a penalty, there's a lot more time left on the clock. There's not six seconds and you just have to kneel it and go to halftime. So I hated it. And look at the Chiefs. They went for, I believe, two fourth downs in the first half that resulted in points. Like they were being aggressive, taking the risks. And it did feel like a win for the 49ers to be tied at 10 going to the half. But you have to be aggressive, too, and throw a punch because you get the ball back. And worst case scenario, say you give up a field goal or touchdown, you get the ball back to start the second half. So I, I hated it. Um, it didn't make sense. I mean, they showed John Lynch in the press box, um, you know, basically signaling like timeout, like why they weren't doing it. But I don't know. It didn't make sense. The call was garbage, but you never want to put yourself in a position where the refs are dictating the outcome. Yeah, it's it's something I'll I'll truly never understand what the thought process was there. Um so then we enter a, a halftime show that was quite electric, I would say. Shakira, J-Lo, but when your team's in it, um, it, you can't enjoy it. So we were just sitting there watching, being annoyed about the Kyle Shannon play. 
And the 49ers started out of the half and just kind of vindicate the fact that why why weren't we aggressive to end the half? They drive right down the field. Uh, they kick a field goal. Um, and at this point, they're kind of moving the ball at will, whether it's the passing game, Grapplo's getting confidence, all these reverse plays with Debo. Um and and most are they're they're just doing a really nice job and and in the third quarter it was it was truly all roses. Uh, they were able to pick off Mahomes, um, and twice in this quarter is twice in this quarter yeah twice in this quarter, um, the pass rush is getting to him. Bosa, Buckner both had big games. It seemed like. Every play Bosa was getting off the ball at will. Um, 49ers drive. They go up 20 to 10. Uh, Mostert punched it in. And Tyler, at this point, to end the first, to end the third quarter, 49ers are up. I like, I don't know. I thought to myself, I was like, there's, there's just no way it, it ends this easily. Like, there's just no way. The way the 49ers season went all year, the five games in a row down to the last possession, losing all three games, essentially, on the last play. Like, there was just no way it was going to happen. Uh, and, the 49ers were just going to cruise to the finish line. Yeah, and I mean, the Chiefs won all three playoff games, trailing by 10-plus points. And they say talking through things that make you sad are therapeutic. This is not therapeutic at all for me. I'm just feeling worse, honestly. Um, so they go up 10. It's the fourth quarter. Well, they they picked off Mahomes in the fourth quarter. So they had the ball up 10 in the fourth quarter. It's third and 14. They hike it. The Chiefs were off sides. They don't call it. Then maybe Garoppolo gets hit late out of bounds. It was close, but the refs missed the, the offsides. And that's... That is partially the game, and then the Chiefs have the ball again. It's third and 15. You know they're throwing the ball deep to Tyreek Hill, and somehow he's wide open. I don't. I forget if it was Bosa or Buckner, like, just got there half a second late. Armstead. Armstead, sorry. Um, gets there half a second late for the sack. That probably would have ended the game. Instead, Tyreek Hill is somehow wide open downfield, and we know what happens from there. So, you know, there was some bad calls that, went against the 49ers, but they had the ball up 10, chance to end the game, and they didn't do it. And now they they had the Chiefs on the ropes. It was like a boxing match, and they they were they had the chance to throw the knockout punch, but they didn't do it. And credit to Mahomes. He played great in the fourth quarter, and that guy, his team is never out of the game, and he's incredible. They, the stat that was going on before the, the game was he's never lost a game by more than a touchdown, so... Even when they're up 10, the 49ers, you don't feel like it's over because Mahomes, as we saw, is capable of making incredible plays, scrambling, and just heaving one deep and finding a receiver, and that's what happened. So this this is not helping me at all. I'm only feeling worse. Yeah, I was hoping it would be therapeutic. It is the opposite. Um, the, it, uh, I don't... So I'm looking at... I'm on ESPN.com. I'm on their uh, scoring plays, uh, the drive log. And let me tell you, Tyler, it is it is quite triggering. The fact that the, they got the ball essentially twice. So the Chiefs score the first touchdown. Um, 
<laughs> to make it uh, 2017 with about, what is it exactly? About six minutes, yeah. 6.13. At this point, I'm thinking, okay, one drive for all the marbles. Like, let's let's do this thing. Come on. Like, at this point, the 49ers are averaging essentially seven yards a carry on the ground. For whatever reason, the second half, they, they stray away from this. Um, on the first play of this drive, when they're up three with six minutes to go, Mostert gains five yards. Then they have two incomplete passes in a row. Um, uh, and apparently, I believe it, it was this drive, Kittle was open on third down. They didn't look for him. Um, we know We know how the story goes from here on out. Chiefs drive down the field. They score a touchdown. Damian Williams. Um, again, Mahomes makes big plays on this drive. Was again third down, third and goal. Makes a big play to go ahead. 49ers now they get the ball and they get the ball to midfield pretty quickly here. Um, yeah, first and 10 from. The Chiefs 49 with a minute 49 to go. Uh, and and really the third down pass to Emmanuel Sanders is the kind of play that I retweeted the video last night saying, if you need me uh, until September, like I'll be here watching this video. That's the kind of play that if, if he connects... Uh, and uh, if the 49ers are able, say they blow it, say Mahomes drives down the field afterwards to score a touchdown, or even say that 49ers actually win on that play, that's the that's the kind of play that like really quiets uh, the Jimmy G haters. They're able to see past the bad interception he threw, uh, some of the uh, some of the happy feet at times in this game. But the fact that he overthrows Emmanuel Sanders. Now is a play that he's going to be thinking about for the rest of the offseason. Kyle Shannon is going to be thinking about the rest of the offseason. The media circus is just going to continue building it up. And as Jimmy G stands ourselves, that, that, that play just sucks. Well, the thing is, and what hurts so much about this is, this was such like a magical type season where... They were the last undefeated teams in the games they won the second half of the year where, <clears throat> you know, even in the game they lost to Baltimore. Like, that was a great game. Then they they beat the Saints, the George Kittle play, the face masks. Like, we've watched that hundreds of times. Then, you know, the two third and 16s versus the Rams hitting those plays. Seattle stopping them on the one-yard line, Greenlaw. Like, all those plays were just so, like, magical of a Super Bowl season. So, when they went down, I was just in shock that they were losing because it felt like they were controlling the game and their defense played so well until the last six minutes of the game. I don't even blame them because Mahomes is so talented. At some point, you're going to break versus that offense. But um, what was I saying? So they get the ball back with a 244. They run on. I, I literally said they could still run the ball and they were hiking it as I said that. They ran for first down. Kendrick Bourne gets the completion. So they're around midfield. And, like, I didn't even feel – I was like, they're going to score here. I'm more nervous, like, scoring too quickly and giving the ball back to Mahomes. Um, and then it just kind of fizzled out at midfield. And the throw to Sanders, like, 
Jimmy G haters are going to just use that as ammo. But, like, my thing is, unless you have Mahomes or, I don't know, who's another top five quarterback who makes that throw, like, I don't even Rogers. think Brees make Rodgers, I guess. But, like, Rodgers has fallen off. But just Rodgers' history, Brees, like, only, like, the top five. Like, I don't think Lamar makes that throw. Um, only, like, the top five, six quarterbacks, I guess Lamar, you could say, would make it. But are making that throw. Like, the guys Jimmy G is battling with Russell in this Wilson. quarterback rankings. Yeah, Wilson definitely does. Um, the guys that are battling in this ranking, like Kirk Cousins, Dak, Stafford, Matt Ryan, none of those guys are making that throw. Um, that would have been just an all-time one, and obviously it hurts that he missed it, but it wasn't like Sanders is like 10 yards behind the defense, and he just needs to drop it in. The coverage was pretty good, and Sanders breaks away at the end, I think. Um, it was a little over-exaggerated how open he was, but if you want to win the Super Bowl, you're going to have to make those throws, and Mahomes made them, the 49ers didn't, um, and it's just, it's a long offseason, and the NFL is different than a lot of sports. It's not like, you know, the NBA always feels like you have these teams that come up and they have to lose in devastating fashion in the playoffs. The Lakers did in 08, and then they got their titles in 2009, 2010, um, the Spurs lost to the Heat, and then they got their revenge the next year. Like It always feels like that's how the NBA goes, where you have to take your punches in the postseason, and then you finally get over the hump. The NFL, other than you know the Patriots, which has been an anomaly, really, there's really no history of recency that you know you get to su- like you just go back to Super Bowls consistently. So that's what hurts so much because this felt like a magical season, and we don't know if they'll ever get back. The team is young. A lot of They'll have most of the same team back, but you just don't know. So that's what just kills me. And the Kendall Roy Shanahan comparison, which uh, I made to you earlier in the year, just it's even more apparent. And I feel bad for him because he he made mistakes last night. But the fact he's getting dragged for the Falcons one, he wasn't even the head coach. Dan Quinn is still the head coach of that team, which is hilarious. Um, so I do feel bad. Obviously, he made some bad calls in that game, but he wasn't even the head coach of that team. Yeah, I mean, the issue here, really, his <laughs> he's, been, he's been outscored as a head coach. Sorry, he's been outscored in the Super Bowl 45 nothing in the fourth quarter. Coach- he didn't coach the defense in versus the Patriots. Right. But again, here's yeah. here here's the ultimate Kendall Roy. And I was thinking about this analogy. Tell you know when you're like in a shitty Uber driver that when you're like maybe you're in downtown Chicago or in the city, like he's just like speeding light to light and bobbing through lanes and like slamming on the brakes. It's like, where are we going here? Like there's there's no there's no room to run. Like, let's relax. Um he, he will speed up way too much when there's nowhere to go. Like there's no upside in doing that, which is kind of what he's done in the fourth quarter within his track record in the Super Bowls. Um, but when he's like the kind of driver that if he's on the highway, um, he's in the left lane and there's nothing but open road ahead, but he's just like fine going 55 miles per hour, 60 miles per hour. Like, Kyle, we can go we can go 75 easily here. We can cruise. Nobody's going to get a ticket. That's what happened at the end of the first half. It's like, why are we slamming on the accelerator at the wrong times? Um, and again, 
it's so easy to play Monday morning quarterback. Jimmy G hits on that touchdown uh, to Sanders. It's it's probably a different story um, if. Emmanuel Mosley stays with Tyreek Hill on that third and 15 play. It's probably a different story. Um, but these are the things with Shannon that, like, we saw it sometimes. We saw it uh, came up in the Ravens game. But, again, they won 13 games. This stupid win probability graph, I, I, can't, I can't look at it. So when he was on the Falcons, uh, when, he, when he was their offensive coordinator, uh, with nine minutes to go in the game, they had a 99.6% win probability. I don't know how the hell they do this stuff. Uh, with seven minutes to go in this 49ers game, 95.3% uh, win probability. So you know what, Tyler? The 4.7% happened, and it is uh, pretty miserable for us. Yeah, that's that's the Patrick Mahomes factor. Like I said, 10-point lead really isn't safe. When he's the quarterback, um, but yeah, the Kendall Roy one, I mean, it's basically like the end of season one. He had his dad on the ropes, was about to t- complete the corporate hostile takeover. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert if you're going to watch Succession. It's been out long enough. Um, <laughs> and and it, instead, he could literally just go to sleep and he'll wake up in the morning and complete his you know mission of taking over the company. Steady decides to do drugs, crashes a car in the river, and loses that whole thing. So, it's but. it's a tough compa- it's a tough comparison for uh, Shanahan. Um, but I agree with you. There's just some points where he's too aggressive, some points where he's not aggressive enough. Um, and you know, Mahomes threw two picks in this game, and they still ended up winning. Like, because the Chiefs were aggressive in taking it to the 49ers at all points. You have to you have to do the same and. It is just it's gonna hurt for a long time, and like I said, I'm, I'm I vowed to take at least like a painting class or something, just just to see what that's like and find that low stress, enjoyable activity. Yeah, that's that's gonna be nice for you, you and our cousin Scott, the two artists. Um, yeah, the bottom line was Mahomes's numbers in the third quarter he was like 17 for 26 or he was like 17 for 27 with like 170 yards no touchdowns and two interception it's it's the kind of thing it was just like a it's like rocky three clubber laying his fists of fury where he just destroys rocky in the first fight where it's kind of out of nowhere rocky's a little cocky and he just gets his shit like destroyed um that's that's what playing against Patrick Mahomes is like it just happens and you're sitting on the couch after a uh 21 nothing fourth quarter um okay Tyler let's take a break regroup um grab some water and uh we'll have a word from our sponsor and then uh do Grandpa Billy's Bum of the Week we're now going to take a quick break to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Bet Online. Miss your chance to win big by betting on the Super Bowl? Fear not, listener. Blue Wire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League opening day right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Plus, it's never too early to lay down your future bet for Super Bowl 2021. Head over to betonline.ag and use your promo code BLUEWIRE to revive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
we signed up. It's super easy. And if you're already making wagers, it's a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Cody, let's wrap this shit up. This is probably <laughs> the last time I'm talking about this game for a while because I honestly was feeling a little better the last hour or so. I went to the gym and humble brag. I was, nice. feeling, a lo- I was feeling a little better. People at the gym were just like, you know, just patting me on the back saying it was going to be okay. So I was feeling better. Since we've been talking, I feel worse. So let's wrap it off. Our last Grandpa Billy's bum of the week of the football season. I'll let you go first. Um, thank you, Tyler. Uh, side note, we do have the XFL starting this upcoming weekend. Good marketing by them. Uh, leaving, good news. Good news. Yeah, leaving no weekend off. Um, my Grandpa Billy's bum of the week. Uh, I am going uh, with... With anyone who bet on Patrick Mahomes rushing over, it's a little bit of a Grandpa Billy's bum week, a little bit of just an awful week, an awful beat. Um, if you bet on any of his other overs, you probably did okay. Not amazing, actually. Um, however, he had 44 rushing yards going into the final possession. And you know what, Tyler? At this point in the game, it's kind of just like end it. What are we doing? Kyle, why are we calling the timeout? Now, I don't, now he's using them. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't I don't understand what uh what Mahomes was doing. Like the game's over. Uh basically his over under on the on the game was anywhere between thirty three and a half to kind of thirty six and a half. It was one of the heavier bets unders um when we saw he so he had 44 rushing yards going into the last possession. Again, Chiefs are up 11 points. The game is over. There's less than a minute left. Mahomes kneels it for minus five yards, and he just kind of like scurried around in the backfield. I'm like, what is he doing? On second and 15, minus three yards again. Kyle Shannon calls the timeout. Thank you for that, Kyle. Um, and then on third down. On third and 18, he kneels it for minus seven yards. Again, Patrick, Andy, I get it. You lost a heartbreaker last year to the Patriots, but this game is over. There's literally no chance 49ers wins, and he ends up blowing it for any anyone that uh, bet is over. He, he loses 15 yards on the last possession uh, on his rushing total, and uh, and everyone who had that over ticket loses, so... My grandpa Billy bum of the week. I'm kind of rearranging it, not on the people who bet on it, but on Andy Reid. What? What are you do? like? It's over. Congrats, Andy. You won the Super Bowl, but like, just relax, man. The game's over at that point. T- tough uh, sledding for Andy Reid, Super Bowl winning coach, and gets the grandpa Billy's bum of the week. I can't. I can't catch a break. Um, but yeah, that 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 was a brutal beat. The way it was happening was so weird and so unnecessary. And just the way just the way the game played out, Mahomes rushing kept a lot of drives alive for them. Like his scrambling really gave the 49ers problems. So it felt like that should be a winner. And then the way it ended, it, like you said, it's just so bizarre why he's going back so far and running the clock off. Like there was any chance the 49ers would come back. So. 
brutal. And I'm looking at it now. I'm older than Patrick Mahomes, so that really hurts me. And just looking at the Chiefs, like, they win the Super Bowl, like, this might be just an overreaction type thing, but, like, I feel like Mahomes is capable of winning, like, four rings, four or five Super Bowls. Probably should have won it last year. He's so talented, and, like, they do have really good receivers, but I think that's in part just because of how great he is. I think he can make any receiver look really good. Like, I think they're going to be set up for the long haul, and with the Patriots taking a step down, um, I think it's going to be the Chiefs with Mahomes and the Ravens with Lamar kind of running the AFC for the next five to ten years. And I, I think Mahomes is capable of reeling off a bunch of Super Bowls. He's he's only 24. This was his second full season starting, and he's already a, he's accomplished a lot more than guys we've been watching for a while, like a Philip Rivers or I saw I saw a take I saw a take on Twitter. If Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. Mahomes has already accomplished as much, um, which love love that hot take on Super Bowl Monday. I do want to clarify one thing here. I said a lot of money was coming in on the under is actually on the over. Seventy five percent of the bets oh. at William Hill were on the over, so a lot of people were upset about that one. I agree, Mahomes. It's just like it's another level with him where he has the legs to create time it's not the center of his game like Lamar and then the guy's just got a cannon he was drafted by the Tigers and you could see he's got the baseball arm and he can he can truly do it all we I mean we obviously this was very 49er centered recap I do want to give the Chiefs defense a little bit of credit their defensive line was able to get pressure on Jimmy G, uh, Chris Jones, a number of like batted passes at the line, a couple of which seemed like they were going to – they had some promise. Um, so for a Chiefs defense that started the season, I I don't know. I don't have it in me to look it up right now, but they at, – at the Lions, I think they gave up like 35 points, something ridiculous. They're getting gashed earlier in the year, and they did find a way to – right the ships steve spagnola i mean he won a couple with the giants this is i believe his third super bowl ring the guy just loves bringing pressure um and and it has worked so congrats to them tyler who's your grandpa billy's bum of the week yeah the chiefs defense i mean they stepped up when they needed to get stops and get the ball back to Mahomes, and they really shored up over the second half of the year it wasn't an anomaly so Credit to them, Tyron Matthew. Congrats. Um, my grandpa Billy's bum of the week. I'm going with my friend Colin. Um, we were in, we were in a playoff pick'em pool, just like picking, you know, the playoff bracket, and not there wasn't really a lot of interest amongst my friends, so we didn't even end up putting money on it. But going into the game yesterday, it was me and him still remaining. I obviously had the 49ers. He had the Chiefs, and like I said, it wasn't for money. The game ends. I'm devastated. I'm more sad than angry. I still am more just sad than mad. I'm not like looking at the highlights, really reading anything, just because I know it's going to trigger me. Um, so I'm upset. I look at my phone, and the first thing I see is a text from him in our group chat saying champion with a screenshot of his bracket <laughs> for this pool. That's not for money. So like I said, I'm more sad than mad, but someone was going to catch my fury uh, at some point. So I just responded to him, shut the F up in our group chat. There's no further conversation after that. After a little while, I did feel bad, and I texted him saying I was sorry. But I, th- I think that I think that's a shitty move on his part to send that text in a pool that was, wasn't for money. Obviously, he knows I'm dying 
uh, with the 49ers, and he has no allegiance to the Chiefs. It's a crappy move by him. Uh, I, I personally wouldn't do it cause if I was in his shoes because I, I would know how much he cares about a team. But So he's my bum of the week, just not reading the room at all. Yeah, it is interesting uh, when it comes to sports, the kind of uh, ups and downs that come with incoming texts. Um, for instance, during the uh, the Saints game, Ethan, uh, full slate contributor, he texts me in, in the first, I believe it was first quarter, first half of that game, 49ers defense getting gashed. Literally, the at that point, the biggest game of the season, saying 49ers defense letting me down in fantasy. I was like, shut up. Like that, That's on you. Um, also, Adam Nussbaum texted me after the Ravens beat the 49ers, saying big trust. He went in the penalty box for a couple of days for that one. Um, so, you know, Adam, it is. Adam, Adam Nussbaum, the biggest Ravens fan since last year. Yes, exactly. Um, so it is interesting. Sometimes, sometimes you do just have to snap, um, and uh, yeah, sometimes it's more deserving than others. But Tyler, I I really was going into this. I was hoping it would be cathartic. Not not the case. Not therapeutic. Um, but we will be back. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Sunday. Maybe early next week. We have a we have a good guest interview lined up that we are excited about. Talk some college hoops. Um, and and Tyler, we'll we'll be back. We'll be back. Um, emotionally in a couple days. This one, uh, it's it's gonna hurt for a bit. It will. I'll probably watch uh the new episode of Curb. I assume they had an episode last night still. So gonna watch that get some laughs just enjoy life um look for a pain in class to sign up for and just cleanse myself of football I'm why are you so stuck it. on this idea of painting i think it's i've seen you know on social media you You've see people the doing videos, it wine and paint that's gonna be you by yourself and i'm like that looks more enjoyable than crying over the 49ers losing and just it's what's what who is it like Einstein's quote the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result why do we expect anything different with the 49ers I'm just accepting did you just, did you just quote Einstein I did I'm I just gonna accept over this offseason they're never gonna win a championship and I should not get my hopes up so that's just what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna look for things that make me happy okay well we're all here for you and let me know when you want to get back in the game um i'll be here but uh okay we're gonna um we're gonna shake this one off but uh thanks everyone for listening subscribe rate review and uh we will be back sugar ray leonard roberto duran Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.